0: Good morning, Vietnam. You're gonna say
1: day, good day. No, I'm not taking your opening, man. And welcome to Good Morning Vietnam, <laughs> a new segment, <laughs> a new segment by Robin Williams. R.I.P. Respect. Uh, no, welcome to the podcast, guys. Uh, your co-host Stephen here, along with the pound-for-pound biggest podcaster in the nation. Victor. Holla. On this week's episode, we'll be discussing censorship, can't get that word right ever, in today's society, including the media and entertainment aspect, art, text, television, and podcasts, like the one you're listening to right now. We will be sipping on some Wicked Weed Milk and Cookies Imperial Milk Stout. They didn't have to say milk twice, but they did it anyways, just to put it in your face. Milk. Milk. It's milk time. Later, we will present our recurring segment, Toilet Talk, where we tie this episode about censorship in, swearing, and being a potty mouth. With that, (laughs) can't read, we will also explore the word shit, both a swear word and its origins in describing what you can do into a toilet. Boom. So I'm interested to hear about that. Dick's got all the knowledge. He did a lot of Googling today. Uh, to wrap up the things in this episode, we'll recap our thoughts and ratings on the Wicked Weed Milk and Cookie Imperial Stout. Won't say milk again. And so far,
0: milk is being censored for the rest of the podcast.
1: I'll tap this glass with you, even though I want to just pour it all over your face. Mm. Gosh, it's good. Tastes like burnt raisins. Oh, by the way, this beer has golden raisins, Cinnamon and vanilla. Don't see anything about milk or cookies. <laughs> so chocolate chips? Sorry. Not in here. What do you think so far if you had to if you had to
0: give your first impressions? First impressions. Toasty. Classic milk stout. I personally do enjoy them. But well, what's the difference between a milk stout and a regular stout? Well there's oatmeal stout. There's Imperial stout, regular stout, milk stout. Imperial milk stout. Do they just like top it off with a Russian little bit of stout. milk? I have no idea. Dude, instead
1: of milk they should put uh creamer. Creamer stout. Instead of cream stout, isn't there a cream stout?
0: Probably. There's definitely a cream ale. Yeah. Cream ale st- creamer. But we'll get into uh more Beer detail discussion. later. Yeah. It's gonna be a great episode, I think, today. Censorship guys. Everything is tied in together. We've got the main topic. We've got toilet talk topic and our beer actually is going to tie into well because it looks like a milky poop it does look like a milky poop but we're going to try and tie it in at the end with a little bit of not necessarily censorship quotes air quotes but something along the lines of that so
1: go ahead steve sure So, guys, I'm sure you're familiar with what censorship is. It's basically the uh, suppression or
0: prohibition
1: (laughs) of any parts of
0: books, films, news,
1: etc. Yeah, and so I guess what we've come to know is that censorship often happens in order to prevent a certain demographic or uh, certain people from seeing certain things. And the biggest example for me in censorship is rating systems. So with movies, with video games, uh, with even music, you have uh, your different rating systems, and then the government has their own, I guess, agencies which do the ratings of those uh, entertainment forms. So with movies, you have your rated R, PG-13, and PG. So I think it's pretty straightforward. I think rated R, you have to be 17 and older,
0: or eighteen and older, maybe mm-hmm. it's, it might be eighteen. And then what's it the, what's like NC seventeen? That's another oh, one. Oh,
1: so that's with with a uh, rated R. I believe you can be eighteen years old, or you can have an eighteen year old accompany you to watch the movie. Anyone mm-hmm. over eighteen years old, that might be your guardian or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with NC seventeen, you have to absolutely. Be over seventeen years old, so no, it's no child under seventeen. Like they can't
0: be accompanied by an adult.
1: Correct. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So, porn. But those, do those even exist anymore? Porn theaters.
0: Probably. There's one Discussing. across the street from my house. It's not a porn theater necessarily, <laughs> but it is in an adult super center.
1: Well, does it count if they have a large projector screen in the
0: backyard? I have no. I just know <laughs> the parking lot is full every day. Is it really? It is. It's, it's oh, that's a disgusting. big conversation on our neighborhood website. Oh,
1: I'm going to dig into that then. So, with the rating systems, do you think that's helpful right now in today's society?
0: Sure, I think it is. I, I mean, it still gives these uh, what's the word? Entertainment companies the ability to, you know, express themselves. They're not necessarily being censored, but in order to qualify for certain ratings, they do have to meet different qualifications. But they still have the option, you know, if they want to swear a little more or include uh, obscene scenes, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, they're going to get bumped up to R or NC-17 as opposed to a PG-13 movie.
1: Uh, Well, the only thing that's restricting, I guess, kids from going to these movies, because that's the whole purpose is to prevent kids from being subject to material that they might not otherwise be able to responsibly digest, I guess, would be the way. So if you bring a kid, if a kid were to walk in, a 14-year-old or a 15-year-old were to walk in a radio or a movie by themselves, um, they might not be being able to differentiate the movie from real life. I don't, I don't know. That sounds stupid, but there might be kids out there who are watching movies and then thinking, like, this is actually how things are in
0: real life, or this is how people actually act. Yeah, at a certain age, you just can't uh like digest everything that you see and understand or you might not even
1: have had the experiences in your life to understand that this is completely different than how real life operates mm. like when you see people discuss and and talk about things in movies they do it so fluidly and uh and they talk about things that i can guarantee you normal people don't talk about ever especially in the workplace mm. uh when you have just the uh, i guess the charisma that a lot of people have um, and then they talk about, or they show subjects, and they show uh, the way that people treat each other, especially in the uh, if there's a rated R comedy movie, how others might treat each other. And so, I don't know, a young kid might ro- watch that and get the wrong idea and say, "Well, I'm just wanting it to be funny." They did it in this movie.
0: Uh, and I mean, even as an adult, there are things that I will see. It's still like extremely painful to me to watch, you know, certain scenes in movies. It's just that are like cringeworthy. Like, how can you even think about a you know fourteen year old or, or younger? Oh, because they would have a rated R movie. Yeah, scene, they would actually have no
1: idea like, that
0: this is absurd or I, if it's silly. I mean, I'm, I mean, I like to consider myself a manly guy, but Steve, a couple weeks ago, at, at the sight of my own blood, I may or may not have passed out. And uh, Steve found me passed out on the floor a couple minutes later, but um, yeah, it's like scenes like that in movies that are extremely violent, and you know, you just can't comprehend as a, a younger individual to to see those things. So,
1: what do you, how do you feel about that? And then going on into the the music industry. So, with with movies, I totally understand it. I mean, you have the cursing, um, even though. When I, when I was a kid, I'm sure when you were a kid too, you were subject to a lot of uh, kids using that language in high school. I mean, it's, it's a given. You have a bunch of kids hanging out with each other all day. Yeah. You're bound to hear someone try to act cool and then curse all the time. That's yeah. where you learn how to curse. And, go, and you, were, to
0: you were an older brother. I was a younger brother growing right. up. And so, you know, hanging out with my brother and his friends, it was not at all rare to hear some of those yeah. adult words. Exactly.
1: You um, and so... I, I get the, the idea behind wanting to rate it, uh, so you don't have kids just walking up in any type of movie, especially. I mean, you know, there's movies with, with real life scenes that appear to, where someone appears to have been murdered or, uh, sexually assaulted. You know, and that stuff is can be can be traumatic to people who might not be able to handle that properly. So I think that's a good idea, um, but bumping
0: into music. What do you think in music? So I think... I guess there's definitely a difference. There's, there's not only, There's only There's only one rating system, only, right? You, you it's get clean that, or it's ex, not clean. Yeah, you get the clean or you get the explicit sticker, yeah. you know? And, and I wonder so, how much you have to curse to actually points, get the explicit. It's, I mean, I guess we could look it up. I mean, we have the technology to do so. But, you know, if you don't mind looking up what... Like, how places that sell explicit albums or music or whatever you know it was more applicable back in the day when they were selling hard copies but how do they go about preventing you know what did they have to check id make sure you were 18 to purchase or oh, thir- uh, or 13 it was I something like when
1: i was in high school i went to go buy a cd and at that time i had to have my id, ID. to show them and i i want to say it was 16 years old and so older. you could buy an explicit I believe so. Explicit exhibit album. It's really funny. I wanted. To, I think I wanted to go get Tenacious D, their album, when I was in high school mm-hmm. and I was a sophomore or something. Um, so,
0: I mean, just a quick touch back into uh, the movie thing. What, what's your opinion, like, good or bad rating system? Or, like, is yeah. it an appropriate use of censorship in, you know, the modern age that we live in?
1: I think it's fine right now. Uh, I think a lot of movies push for that pg-13 rating they do uh i there there's some things there, there are nuances to the way that they rate movies uh the pg-13 movies they allow one f-word to be used in the movie and i think you can't direct it towards someone it has to be someone saying like off oh, like that you know and f-word slips out so it's allowed in the movie but is it really fair to say? Well, they only said it one time, so we're going to give it a PG thirteen rating. I mean, you can't have nudity, you can't have any uh, ridiculous violence, violence or sex scenes in a PG thirteen movie. And obviously, in PG movies, you can have a little bit of cursing. I think you can actually even say shit in a PG thir- or a PG movie, but you can't say, you know, yeah, I absolutely cannot say the f word. <laughs> yeah, but uh, uh, anything else, I, I don't, I don't know. It's. Um, They clean it up a little bit, but you can still give sexual innuendos and stuff like that. So overall, I think it's a good idea. I don't know if I personally don't know if there's a if we should be increasing the censorship with it because the parents are going to let their kids
0: watch whatever they want them to watch, anyways, or what they want to watch. Uh, I think it's technology today. I mean, you have oh. some movies that everybody goes to see in theaters. You know, you got your big hitters. But for mm-hmm. the most part, the kids have the remotes. And I realize, you know, once they're in the house, you can set parental controls on whatever they're they're watching, uh, whatever device they're watching the movie or TV show on. Um, but, you know, that's kind of up to the parents. So the content is still going to get out there and it's still going to get to, to the kids to the people who aren't supposed to necessarily be watching these things so um i think the rating system is good but only goes so far like do you, you said so do you agree with the rating system on the
1: on the music or no
0: yeah i mean it's just because um, like how
1: far can you go you you can't do a pg pg 13 with music right
0: it's like this either point, it's bad or it's not yeah i mean i've always my parents didn't swear a ton growing up uh, everything I learned was either in public school, you know the dangers of public school or from my brother and so um it wasn't until we we got older and they knew we knew all the words that they started mm-hmm. swearing as well but um, but you still don't do it out of respect, yeah like around
1: your parents, you wouldn't do that right you absolutely talk like that. it's um so it boils down to I li- morals. i like
0: the idea that there is some sort of threshold that the music industry has it's and it's not necessarily censorship because they still have the ability to issue an album with the restriction on it that says this is an explicit album yeah i think the idea is that it's
1: censoring from people or the argument is is it fair to censor it from younger people
0: yeah it's not censoring it's just restricting access sure so yeah i i think it's totally fair um it, speaking from a right or wrong or from like a moral standpoint, it's kind of that thing where yeah, you know it would be good if we don't have three year olds running around saying dropping f bombs because yeah. they they heard the Wiggles song cold spaghetti, but they just the explicit. swore the whole, the, explicit version. the explicit version, yeah, which is really good by the way, definitely recommend have to get that after this is hitting ever. up the wiggles amazing fruit salad. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yummy, yummy. Oh, it's so yummy. Yeah, and they're not talking about fruit in the explicit version. Just about they're not talking, about, that salad. talking about something else. <laughs> Actually, I don't know. Oh
1: yeah. Uh, so, video games, another big one, another form of entertainment. Something I love. I know you love a lot of the first-person shooters. Blah blah blah. You like Dishonored? You like uh, huge fan. Uh,
0: Dishonored, Bioshock,
1: Bioshock. I mean, they're all they're pretty, pretty gritty. I guess they're not yeah. too bad. They're a little bit bloody, but they're not... Like, you're pulling people's heads off. They're not yeah. Gears of War where you're b- literally blasting people's heads off. Right. But do you think... <laughs> do you think the rating system with that is
0: is uh, successful? Or do you think it's... I think... It's, so, this one's a tough one because I feel like when we were younger, it wasn't such a big deal. Like, a lot of the games that were made and produced when we were younger... Um part of it was because the graphics were so bad even if they were displaying violence mm-hmm. it wasn't to the point where they slapped the M rating on it. I things. think it was it, all the games were so arcade. Yeah. I mean I, I I draw
1: back to even when um football games were you know they were so simple it was just football like you yeah. would just pass it and then now there's a story mode and the story mode they curse and you know they get upset. Absolutely. Uh so Everything as it everything is really lifelike in these video games. The rating seems to kind of like start creeping up a little yeah. bit, uh, and then I guess now you have a lot of a lot of games similar to. Well, we've had shooters for a long time. Yeah. I mean, I would say for, I mean, fifteen Con- years yeah. or Contra more than was that. like
0: one of the original. Oh yeah, that's right.
1: Well, I'm thinking of kind of like your realistic first person shooters, yeah, like Call, nowadays, of, Call of Duty. Yeah. We have so many, and I mean, they are pretty realistic. You know. I like the fact they have the rating system. I think the issue is the parents, it it really all, all this boils down to what the parents allow. And when the kids play Call of Duty, because that's one of the most popular first person shooter games, you know, one kid gets it at school or 10 kids get it it at school. And then, you know, you're not the cool kid because you can't get it. Your parents won't let you play Call of Duty. Uh, I think parents just give in. They're like, I guess I'm going to get you that game. Yeah. Uh, So is it truly their fault? No, I guess technically it is. Yeah. <laughs> because it's an M game. You know, M game is you have to be over 17 or you have to be 17 and older to, to purchase it on your own. Uh, so your parents are giving you the right saying that you they think you're okay to play it. And then now they're linking video games to, or potentially li- linking video games to violence.
0: Yeah, which uh, has been done in the past. It's Yeah, it's been linked, but not. Like people are saying that it is a link. Science disagrees.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't know how much how much uh how many studies have been have been done around it in the past. But I remember when Mortal Kombat first came out, that was one of the one of the worst games at the time because graphics were still poor at that point, but that was one of the first games you could actually rip people's heads off and you could yeah. pull their spines out and their arms off. Good times. And oh, dude, I think that was like Moms Against Gaming Mag. That, that sounds right. Uh, they had this huge, huge like, protest trying to get these games restricted and I think that's how the ESRB which is the governing body over video games started was because the moms were so upset about the gaming and like, oh let's regulate it somehow well Good they regulate them. it now I'm glad they've done that and uh, kind of deter younger kids from getting games that they shouldn't be getting but it happens you know, as a gift for their birthday or for Christmas it's still going to happen grandma's gonna get you that m-rated game you know she is yes yeah, she is what bothers me though is whenever they place the blame on
0: someone else you're the parent take responsibility for yeah it. they're trying to blame the manufacturer for or the developer for a game yeah. that they bought their children it's like do your research
1: yeah and the same thing happens with movies that when you take i didn't think when deadpool, deadpool came out yeah. yeah i'm glad you thought about that when deadpool came out and they're like oh i thought this was gonna be a like a a family friendly movie Superhero it's a superhero movie it's a superhero movie movie. I can't believe they said so many they said the F word so many times or when uh, Sausage Party came out I thought it was gonna be like a Pixar movie well you're an idiot because you didn't look at the rating it was clearly on the poster it was on the trailer just look at it yeah Uh, so that that pisses me off don't Don't be a sheep yeah people are just so stupid Uh, so so (laughs) so for me to not I'll try not to rant anymore about that
0: so recap Rating systems,
1: I'm all for it yeah solid
0: yeah yes. it's a it's a form of very very limited censorship with a like a a good cause behind it, yeah, that's a good purpose, okay, social media boo follow us fr- my shot of life <laughs> on Twitter and Instagram. The f- The first thing, uh, so
1: subliminal messaging, I guess. <laughs> the first thing I thought about whenever I thought of censorship and I was drawn on to social media, I thought Instagram and then I thought Save the Nipples. I think, didn't they have a campaign for that? Something along those lines. Because Twitter lets you submit pretty much any type of porn video or picture you want. It's
0: very true. <laughs> very true. I remember
1: one guy in our group chat sent us a clip or sent a- us a link to someone's Twitter page, handle, whatever it is, and I Should went to it, that. and I was like, oh my god, what am I watching right now? <laughs> so that really threw me off, because I'm not a big Twitter user, but Instagram is very...
0: Um, they lock it down.
1: Yeah, they prevent anything from getting close, and so the so when girls show their nipples, or if guys try to show anything, there's like a star, or something bright in the way, so you can't see it, but it's, you know you can see all around the boob, but you can't
0: see the nipple... You know what's going on there.
1: Yeah, I think everyone has a good idea of what's going on. But how do you feel about that? Do you think that is, is it Instagram trying
0: to be responsible? So, uh, yes. And I also think that when you get into privatization, such as Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, you know, despite the fact that nobody reads the terms of service, if you are using a third party to post a picture of yourself, topless or bottomless if you're a guy um you know you should know that it's going to come with restrictions that's just just the way the Mm. the way the world works so from a censorship standpoint well i don't believe you know you should be censored in any way if you're going to go out and like start your own web page myshotoflife.com and start posting nudes we don't um we don't like we would be you know entitled that's our website we're allowed to post nudes to that website but when you're going to go through Instagram they have rules you got to follow the rules so you know i'm totally cool with that that form of censorship well start your own Instagram it's not that hard so with with Twitter and
1: just familiarize me if i'm if i'm mistaken when you sign up for an account do you have to be over a certain age
0: I don't know. I signed up. No, I was over eighteen when I signed up, so I don't. I do not recall. Uh, so w- when you're signing up for Twitter, I don't.
1: You know, I'm talking out my ass right now. But say you're a 16 year old kid, you have access to the whole Twitter base, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can just hop into any any person's handle. Mm-hmm. But do you think that there should be some sort of restriction process around if I'm going to go follow a porn star? and she's going to take videos of her doing, you know, her sexual acts and put it on Twitter, do you think that that should be a restricted page for only people who are 18 Mm -hmm. and older? I think YouTube (laughs) does it. YouTube does it. Like, you have to be a certain age to watch certain content.
0: Yeah. I'm trying to remember how they do that. I think because my account is linked, my YouTube account is linked to another account of mine which knows that I'm over 18. Um. Like, I don't have to do anything, but I I think previously, like, you'd click on a video and it would say this is, video's restricted. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's what it does on YouTube. I forget what you have to enter, though. Like, do you enter your date of birth? Is it that easy? Like, would the same thing happen on Twitter if there was some sort of, if they know your birthday? I'm not sure. And that you're under 18 and you try to go to a porn stars page or something like that. That's
1: the only thing I can think of, unless there's, like, videos of people shooting cats or something.
0: That's terrifying
1: yeah but is it is it twitter's responsibility is it the parents responsibility is it uh i would say your own personal responsibility but if you're a kid then you don't know any better yeah you might not know any better
0: i'm a big blame the parents kind of guy so that's how <laughs> parents i parents are really
1: bad nowadays yeah
0: like uh, they're so, <laughs> so bad blase about everything and then when when shit hits the fan that's when they come into action like uh, yeah but they always come
1: after they it, they tend to you always hear about the stories where the parents come after the, someone else yeah and the they never or, take personal responsibility yep and i hear a lot with teachers where the teacher or the uh the teacher reached out to the kid and said you need to do this you need to do that and the kid wait wait to the last second the grade was going to be bad they're freaking out talking to the teacher and the teacher says well i gave you all these opportunities and the parents come in during the parent-teacher t- conference and they get all up in the teacher's face. Yeah, blame the teacher. Uh, and again, I, I this is anecdotal and I don't think it happens nearly as much as, like, not a high percentage of people, but nonetheless, the fact that you're an adult and you have a kid, you know, take more responsibility Yeah. instead of blame someone else. I would say first, self-evaluate.
0: But I digress. We're, yeah. I'm getting off the point. So I guess... To kind of bring it back, so we're going to talk about, one, we're going to talk about books next, and two, currently reading a book that kind of touches a little bit on, and by reading, I mean I downloaded an audio file, so, from a site that isn't a sponsor, so I'm not going to plug them. Um, (laughs) Screw you. Yeah. Yeah, currently listening to this book, and they talk about that idea of censorship and how you know to a point obviously it's very good um and from a parent's perspective obviously there are things you don't want your kids to grow up around and so you're going to use your own personal form of censorship to kind of block things from their life but it talks about how you know there's pros and cons to that that approach of censoring your children's lives you know it you can't shelter them their entire life and then say, all right, you're 18, get out there. And then they're seeing all these things for the first time. I think a good example. Experiencing all these things and it's like a good traumatizing. A exa- good example
1: of that is the Black Mirror episode that we covered. Mm. Uh, the one with
0: the implant. injectable.
1: yeah. Uh, Archangel. That's the one. Where If you didn't listen to the episode, uh, Archangel was where a... It was almost like a a blinding device that was put in the kid's head when she was a when the woman was like a, a young child. The mom got this installed that she could censor out violent things or or violent inappropriate words. yeah anything that was yeah. inappropriate so that she couldn't see it. And then she had it in her like built in her system in her head all the way up through she was until so she was sixteen or so. So yeah, I'm totally against not being able to witness things. And and learn for yourself because everyone has to has to go through that. Um, I don't know, man. I uh, with books for me.
0: I I. I feel like the censorship of books isn't necessarily about the textual content. As far as like, hey, you can't swear, you know, like that kind of stuff. There, there's no like age restrictions. There's no, you know, there's, I mean, there's like your magazines yeah. that are inappropriate. And then there's adult books and romance books and then books that are just general, gen, generally inappropriate for mm-hmm. certain um, people. But the censorship of books, I think, is the sense of, I guess, restricting knowledge so, like, uh, um, the book burnings is what I'm referring to. Oh, okay, like, yeah. So, you're... Are we thinking... Are you talking about Fahrenheit? There's... Yeah, Fahrenheit 451, or just in real life. I mean, like, there have been instances in history where... Where you burn all the history books, and then no one... <laughs> no you, one knows what happened in the past, so you yeah, create the past. Right, you create well, that's the an past. Example. Or you, you know... Or you... You don't want this knowledge or idea to spread any further, so Yes, yeah, you, so you destroy it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, like, if they're... Say, your country had, like, the Bible, and they just and burned all the Bibles and and that was and it about and religion, they started anymore. their own religion yeah and then that's how Mormons were born <laughs> possibly I was trying to say Scientology but I, I couldn't think of it off the top of my head that's now cool. they have their own channel <laughs> yeah new uh, to me channel no so what for books books for me you have some very very interesting uh, literature out there I mean you have thousands of years of lit- thousands you have thousands how many years of literature A lot, a thousand years of literature,
0: probably more. I mean, yeah, there was the printing press. Depending on how long, I mean, I'm pretty sure t T Rexes
1: they used to write. They used to be very good authors. Absolutely, they would write with actual trees. Nice, and they would sharpen it
0: with a dead
1: tortoise shell because the tortoise shells were really big back then. Yep, no. So with all the literature that's that we've had over the last, I would say the last hundred couple hundred years maybe 300 years a lot of brilliant minds um, have have delved into philosophy and um, theoreticals and, and even projections of what the future could hold and I don't know if I want to say there should be a rating process for books I don't, that seems extreme but there are ideas that are discussed in books that can be very difficult for younger people to grasp and granted these kids are likely not going to read the books because once you read a book or once you start reading a book that you can tell is way past your grade level then you tend to kind of doze off or not really pay attention Um, it's
0: also some people like learn to read better they are given books or find books that are too advanced for their reading level Mm -hmm. and then they have to end up looking up you know 50% of the words but that's good that's how you learn Yeah. yeah, but for me it's, it's
1: critical thinking if you can't critically analyze what the what the meaning of the book is trying to get then you you're taking it for f- at face value and that it's not necessarily why books are made they're usually made as an anecdote sometimes uh sometimes they're parable yeah they're parables right they're they're lessons to be learned in the form of a story mhm so someone who's reading it is like oh that guy had a shitty life according to this book that that's it (laughs) that one guy in the book that's made up I mean they might not link the two of you know don't do this in your life because it could lead to chaos or it could lead to uh, wrongdoings so so what do you think I mean do you think that a rating process is something that would be beneficial or is it something that we need to do a better job as as
0: uh,
1: uh, education system and teaching kids I feel like focusing on literature yeah
0: that's fine the education part is fine I mean they're divided up enough um, like, into categories already. You know, these are children's books. These are not children's books. These are fiction, nonfiction, you know, history. You know, they have different mm-hmm. categories, so... But is there
1: anything that... Is there any books that you can think of that would be dangerous for a kid to read? Like if they picked the book up and read it, they would
0: they would definitely get the wrong idea. I mean, I don't know. I I was going to argue a little bit about... You know, we all have these required texts in high school and some in middle school as well that we have to read. And, I mean, I don't... Great Gatsby. Yeah, I don't know (laughs) of any specifically, at least in my upbringing, that had anyone, you know, up in arms. But I'm sure somewhere someone, some parent is complaining about a book that their child is required to read because the message... Isn't what they want their son or daughter to hear or read like, or like the Lolita,
1: you mentioned. In yeah, a, that was
0: definitely not required reading. Um, well,
1: yeah, uh, I'm just saying that if they were to come across that book, it might, it yeah. might be weird. They might get the wrong idea. I guess. Right. Or The Catcher in the Rye.
0: Yeah, I don't. Having read The Catcher in the Rye because it was on a list of controversial books and i wanted to read some controversial books having read it did not see why it was controversial nothing really? I, th- I think they're fine the way they are i would prefer as far as books go because it is just textual and it's not you know you're not actually getting a full f- like image you know it's not a movie it's not a show it's not a picture of the Whatever obscene scene might be, you know, you have to formulate these things in your mind and think for yourself. So I think it's a good, you know, regardless. What if? So what if a ten-year-old gets a hold of *Catcher in the Rye* and somehow gets through reading it? And you know, what are they gonna? Yeah. Take from that. That's fine. They're gonna learn from it. They're not gonna.
1: So what do you think about the book burnings, the censorship of books? Yeah, I don't. So I know I'm I I'm saying restricted that. on certain ages, but if you altogether right. censor a book because it was written right does and that empower the book even more
0: I think it does because <laughs> Do you want to go like, and read it? like I mentioned earlier you know I saw a list of top 10 most controversial or like in a lot of the books on this list were banned books from certain countries or certain states or whatever um, and so that's why I read them was because they were so controversial so I think the idea of banning things and censoring especially books like that is that is not I mean I now I know we have the internet now but that isn't books are knowledge so yeah moving right along self-censoring impossible well well we
1: have to in a sense yeah it depends on how you It's is it self-centering self-censoring or
0: is it self-regulation probably self-regulation well both I mean you have you in can't this say. case in this case I think it is, like, they mean the same thing from a personal perspective.
1: The idea is that you
0: can't be who you want to be. Not all the time. And And it is unfortunate. And it totally depends how you want to be perceived, too. So there are some people who just do not care how they want to be perceived, and so they're just out there. They're going to be who they are all the time, and, you know, get judged. (laughs) Right. They're either not censoring themselves at all or censoring themselves 100%, uh, in public, at least. And then we're talking about Uh, I guess
1: the way that we're portraying ourselves out in real life, both professionally and
0: just casually uh, carrying ourselves in public. And obviously there's going to be a difference there, you know, from a professional standpoint. I mean, our office is pretty relaxed, which is awesome, but we're still not out there like cursing or running around naked in our office. You know, that's (laughs) not something that happens every, not every day but it's not something that happens because you have that idea. You have an obligation of professionalism and how you have to act and, and behave while on the job or even when you're out, if you are seen in in the public light for a work related event or anything like that, you have to act a certain way. So, uh,
1: I think if, if assuming we, we classify this as self-censoring, which I believe in a way it is because you're trying to, you're, limiting the the way that you can express yourself at, in the workplace or in public because you either don't want to get fired or uh, people to think you're weird or people to think you're an irrational person. And so you try to keep your composure while you're out in public. You know, you might go back home and you might cry your eyes out until you go to sleep every night because you hate your life. That might happen. Could, not but in this house. But don't do that at work because people might think you're crazy
0: speaking from experience. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know what you're signing up for when you sign that contract I, yeah, to go work yeah. somewhere. So you know, you have to know that
1: but then you have to also work to live, right? So yeah. you're saying like no matter what I have to suck this up and I have to do it. I'm like, I'm not trying
0: to give anyone an excuse. I'm just simply saying uh, I, don't, I don't know. It's uh, it's a combination of how I want to be perceived in a professional setting and how I am expected to behave in a professional setting by my employer so yeah I want to be perceived as professional and so I try to act as such and that's how you gain respect
1: I mean that is how we do it Um, you you know you dress the part you act the part and then people treat you the way that you want to be treated you know that's how we were raised growing up that's how we were raised in school um, and that's, I mean that's how you kind of get by in life. It's like you just have to treat people with, with respect, and whether that means censoring yourself by not calling them a jackass or yelling at them in their face, um, you like know, you, gotta, you do what you gotta do to dealing
0: be. with clients all the time <laughs> that are the worst.
1: <laughs> so I want to bring up a good example of what we've been going through at work, uh, and that's pTO policy. our PTO has recently changed our company. And I don't, I don't know if we it, you would call it censorship per se. We have a uh, an application or a software that's built into our website, and it's pretty much like Facebook or, or what's the house one called that we next, use next door. door. It's like it's almost like a just a social media for our work. And so you can you know you can go on there and post it just like Twitter or whatever you want to do. When we had our PTO policy, uh, a new one come out. Our accrued PTO hours were going to be lowered next year. Accrue the same amount, it would the balance would lower, and therefore, we would have to use some of our PTO before um, before we max out, right? And that's mm-hmm. how it was. And a lot of people severe backlash because it, there was no benefit for any of the
0: employees. Crazy amount of backlash.
1: And. So, you know, we, we end up having a nice discussion and then thanks to our partner group in the office, uh, handled it very professionally. Um, unfortunately it was, it was kind of pushed down to us that we needed to back off of, of, um, national, uh, of speaking out to the bigwigs in yeah. a sense. And so to, to a lot of people that felt like that was censorship. And I think there was a, I mean, there was a lot of, there was just a lot of hate going back. I mean, there was a, a lot of Inappropriate ways that people were handling it, but it was also um, some sort of it was toxic. Wink, yeah, it was toxic. It was a little wink and a nod that you know we're not gonna
0: allow that. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see how many people end up leaving, not our office specifically, but the firm in general. Once you know they're gonna take their vacation days, and once the new year comes around, it'll be right before another busy season given our profession. Mm-hmm. And so they're gonna realize they won't be able to accrue as many days moving forward and so
1: And they need to ca- they need to get that
0: money that they yeah. s- stored up. So they're I just guess. gonna gonna head out.
1: But do you think do you think that was censorship in a sense? Do you think they were trying to I, I don't know what happened to Yammer. Hmm. Yammer is the uh software it,
0: Yeah, it just kinda slowed down. It wasn't necessarily like they didn't turn it off. They didn't do anything out of the ordinary. Yeah I don't I don't think there was any sort of censorship but it was but, encouraged like gagging almost. Yeah. So the higher-ups got in touch with they reached out to the partner groups from all the offices and basically said you got to control your people. Yeah. And, and so they didn't want a,
1: a mob mentality to take over the the software Right. Or the the uh Which was social happening. media. And that's what yeah that was what was happening. Uh the bad thing about that is I totally respect the way that, that our management handled it again. I know I've said that already, um, and they they have a lot looking out for us and defending our what, what we feel like we need or deserve. Um, but the way that the company in general handled it, it felt like it didn't allow people to express themselves and how it affected them. So once it was like almost two or three days after it came out you notice people stopped messaging about it uh a lot of the management buckled down on people and said you know if you have any issues let's run it up towards um corporate and in a i guess a a more i don't know if it's a more professional
0: way but come to us tell us your problems we're gonna meet with national well that
1: they also encouraged that we would we would send a link out That or they had yeah. a link that we could fill out and it was almost like a complaint like file a complaint for your company in a, in a way Um but I think I, I feel like by having people on there really telling telling each other about how it really affected them it made other people realize how how much of a bad idea it was and so I think in a little bit of a sense yeah it was a little bit of censorship
0: it was a terrible idea by the way
1: yeah I won't get into too much of that, but it wasn't—it was not favored by anyone in the office. I can guarantee that.
0: Cannot stress that enough. Terrible idea.
1: In real life instances, Vic, where have you felt like you had to censor yourself?
0: Never. In front of a client. Yeah, I mean, well, that's from, like, touching back For, to yeah, the professional. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, all On the time. On a date. Yeah, definitely. Oh, at least first dates. Like because you can't. You, and it's not a censoring. It's like you can't expect to like can't fully show them be all your yourself. cards. Yeah. You got to hold some stuff them. back for that second, third, fourth date, you know. Keep them coming back for more.
1: Right. If they have everything on the first date, then they're going to be full.
0: Yep. <laughs> Fo <Faux laughs> show. Anything you got? No, I don't know. You had a good example earlier, I think. For you know, just everyday life. Like, are we going to have to end up censoring ourselves? Oh, yes.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. You know,
0: just out in public.
1: And I'm worried about that because we've gotten to the point where now when we're talking about certain subjects, it can be very sensitive to other people. And since we're worried about everyone's feelings all the
0: time... Dumb. Grow up.
1: It It's gotten to the point where it's get over it. You know, a lot of people and they're going to be upset for me saying this and I think it's obvious at this point if no one hasn't said it or if you haven't heard it it's the exact reason why Trump got elected Was because people were tired of having to tiptoe over people's feelings sad day that's it is it not it do you think it's something else because I guarantee you that's the majority reason why he got elected yeah and what I'm trying to say is everyone is getting so fed up with the fact that I say something bad; it offends you. Anything that someone says is bound, or any yeah, anything someone says is bound to offend someone. Yeah. Not maybe not everything, but I any like, any personal belief that you have, there's someone out there in that world that doesn't have that belief that or be does not agree with you.
0: Someone will be offended by this podcast. I hope you are. I and I am again, offended. And we'll
1: finally have a comment on our
0: website. Yeah, and it'll be negative, <laughs> and it'll be like, I don't even care. We hate you, you made us feel bad we went to UNC and are very (laughs) and we're and we're we're very we need our safe space yeah Uh, terrible and so
1: that's where I think the world is coming to is is that if we can't handle that in a way there I think there's there's still there's personal responsibility that people have to not be assholes to other people for no reason yeah right we can agree on that people need to be respectful of one another. You could also make the argument that someone has to earn your respect.
0: True. But I mean, like... But
1: it doesn't mean you have to be hostile or... Yeah. Give them the benefit of the doubt at the beginning. Mm. And if they've given you a reason to, to give them shit, give them shit. But I don't think it's... I don't think censorship is going to be the answer in the future, but I'm afraid that we're going to get to a point where there's going to be a huge ar- argument between between parties maybe, I don't know, but there's going to be a lot of people who are just because shooting for... Like
0: people are getting offended by certain things and they, they want everything to be censored? Is that what you're
1: saying? Whenever, well, even on Twitter, you know you have people who speak out for certain causes mm-hmm. um, and not backing those causes, but Twitter even censors a lot of people's dis- you know discussions or, mm-hmm. or Twitter handles has known to shadow ban people. If you've heard that, um, I think there's going to be some form of that in real life, where if you're walking around and you spout off certain ideas, you're going to be. We've seen it that you've been roped, you've been grouped into the Nazi slash alt right if you speak against something that uh, a leftist might disagree with you. Yeah. so that's the way that they they'll throw you in a group, they shame the group. You're a part of the shame group, and that's it. We're gonna let you be in that group, and we're not gonna talk to you anymore. We're disassociating with you altogether,
0: yeah. and that's it. All because you didn't censor yourself in because you you know, you, something you believe in.
1: And I think I think that's happened enough right now through social media. Uh, that it's it'll eventually, you know, what happens? I guess the the idea or it's gonna start there, and. I don't know how it's going to happen in public, but interactions happen so much through social media at this point, it has a direct effect on your public your public and personal life.
0: But I think that's a good segue into toilet talk where we're talking about censorship of potential potty mouths. Get it? Toilet Get talk. What? Toilet talk, potty mouth. Potty? Potty. So, today we're talking about the word shit today.
1: Every time we say, <laughs> shit, I'm gonna try to bleep it out,
0: but we'll see. We're Catch gonna c- try and censor ourselves. It's gonna be great because we want those kiddos listening about the shit. shit. Uh, Vic, can you do the toilet talk song? Yeah, sure. Hold on. A one, a two. One, two, Scooby three. To do. When you think you have to poo, you know where to go. Go to the bathroom, pumps out real slow. Sometimes you might want to, I don't know. <laughs> you had it, dude.
1: Sometimes you might have to poop again. And that's. Wipe, wipe,
0: wipe. It's your best friend. Nice. Toilet Talk. Brought to you Jesus. by. Bad Songs. Let's uh, talk about it real quick. So, I thought it was interesting. You know, we were talking about censorship and it just so happens to that word happens to fall in the category of a swear word, which tends to be a hot topic of censorship. You know, it's involved in the rating scale Mm -hmm. for movies, for music, for uh, everything. You know, it is bleeped out of certain things on television or whatever, just in order to Mm self-censor in that in that case. Um, So. I was curious, like. Where did this word come from? <laughs> um, like, why is it considered a uh, swear word? And then also, like, how did it get to be, like, it is another word for mm. poop, which obviously goes into a toilet. So, that's how we arrived at Toilet Talk and the word shit today. So, it is a vulgar slang word um, can be used as a noun or a verb, which it's a very versatile word. Honestly, it's it's fun to use, guys. Very fun to use. But, you could call someone a piece of shit, yeah.
1: Which is a turd, yeah. Or you
0: could say, oh shit,
1: or you could say,
0: I got a lot of. <laughs>
1: <shit>. <laughs> this is gonna be fun bleeping. I this think out. my
0: favorite. So, the first definition, feces. That's why we're here. That's why we're in toilet talk. Right now, talking about poop, talking about shit. Awesome. Second definition, a contemptible or worthless person. A piece of shit. Yeah, piece of shit, you little shit. That kind of Mm -hmm. stuff. Great times. Third definition, something worthless, garbage, nonsense.
1: You can also say, this is a piece of shit. Yeah, or
0: bullshit or horseshit. You know, those are commonly used Fourth definition. Wait, that
1: would, no, way, bullshit would be The Unpleasant Experience, which is this one.
0: Ah, uh, this is bullshit. This podcast, bullshit. Is it? I don't know.
1: And then The Act of Defecating,
0: number five, shit. There you go. <laughs> number things. six, <laughs> things or stuff, especially personal belongings. Get your shit. Look at all my shit. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> That's a good quote. Good line. James Franco. Nailed it.
1: I don't get the psychoactive drug. You want to smoke this shit? Oh, damn. That was nice.
0: There you go. Got it. Damn. You want you to want hit of this shit? So there you go, everyone. Um, I believe it comes... It's like Germanic. I don't know. I looked it up earlier. Is that German in past tense? Something like that. But it comes from a word... It's spelled like S C I T T E. I I think it's German. And it means literally means diarrhea. So... Obviously, that's kind of where the word originated in its association with poop and pooping and poopy situations and all that jazz. Um, but what I thought was interesting was I when I googled it, it came up with a like a little graph in how much it was used, and so it wasn't until like you started 19... in the 1950s ish like yeah, early burger. 1950s late 1940s but i mean it has been a meteoric rise in the last 60 years it is peaking currently <laughs> it is currently peaking in usage so i mean great word like we said versatile yeah. noun
1: verb yeah well, i guess um, you have more people in the, in the world so yeah they're bound to have been you've used it yeah. uh for me though they didn't use this in the 1800s? Or were they not keeping track back then? I guess, then? I mean... Who's keeping track
0: on these records in the 1800s? Yeah. How many mentions online were there in eighteen hundred? That's zero. Blows my mind. Like, how are they, they getting the any internet. numbers
1: for the 1960s? True. I don't They're know. They're just digging through all of the text, old films. Books. Yeah, books, films. Yeah, but
0: I now it's easy because we have the internet. So we can say, oh, how much is shit used? And then you just Google it and it tells you. Yep. Or, like, you do hashtag shit. Search on Twitter and it's like twenty-seven thousand tweets mm-hmm. have used this hashtag. Yep. Don't use that hashtag. Hopefully, Steve has a really fun time editing all these swear words out of this episode.
1: I gotta find that. Not beep, all of them. Beep.
0: But beep. Some of them. So anyway, speaking of shit, this shit beer. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. <laughs> Whatever. That's hurtful. I think you knew. It was so wicked happen. weed, milk and cookies, imperial. Milk stout. Mm-hmm. Oh, we outlawed saying milk. I just Eat. said it like a thousand Calcens times. I'll <laughs> censor the milk. <laughs> anyway, so it's a craft brew from Asheville, North Carolina. Um, I think it's pretty tasty, personally. As far as so, there's a lot of stouts. I, Steve doesn't drink a lot of stouts and porters, but they have a tendency to say, "Hey, we've got this big flavor coming at you." And you drink it, and you're like, okay, this tastes like a stout, or this tastes like a port, or whatever. This is a milk and cookies stout. And when I drink it, I taste milk and cookies. And that, to me, is, you know, when you're going to call something or s- claim that it has a flavor, it better tastes like it. And like so they have accomplished that, in my opinion, with this beer. Like Joe Mama's beer. I want it to taste just like Joe. We, we need to get back on that. For a while ago, we came up with Joe Mama's... Brewing company? Brewing company, and all of the beers had like... <laughs> Joe Mama puns. Joe Mama pun names, and they were pretty amazing. So we got to get back on that horse. But what's your overall rating? What, what did you like about it? What did you hate about it? It tastes burnt.
1: Okay. It tastes very heavy. It is? Uh... And I know that. You're I know just that. Describing going the type of beer. <laughs> I know that's that's what a stout is. I get it. Uh, you didn't even finish yours, and you liked it. These, this is one beer I'm we split it between it the down. two of us, and I've taken maybe like ten, uh, maybe ten sips. Sips, not even like gulps. You just gulp. She just gulped that down. I can taste the raisins for sure. I don't taste the. I don't taste the cookies taste the milk and milk. I don't. I. I. If I had to give this a rating. And you guys are going to hate it because it's if you like stouts then maybe you do like this beer but I'm giving it I I hesitate to be in the ones. <laughs> but I I feel like if I cannot if I literally can't drink a whole beer of this mm. it has to be in the ones. Mm.
0: 1. 1.3. I'm going to give it a, a 2.
1: Okay, good. I like it.
0: I think it's spot on two with the milk and cookies yeah remember this is out of five um yeah you know they nailed the flavor i'm not a huge stout person either is i appreciate it as a beer and i appreciate it that they actually came through at least for my taste buds they came through with the claim of a milk and cookie stout tastes like milk and cookies would i order it and like drink it consistently no, but it's a nice thing to have. I think, especially around the holidays.
1: Yeah, I guess I don't know what occasion you would drink it. I, I mean, I'm like you're saying in the holidays. If you're watching like a movie by the fire, you drink one of them. Drink exactly <laughs> yeah. one of them. It's like I don't want dessert tonight. I'm gonna drink a beer. Mm. Sure, go for it. But man, I. It is just so filling, and, and it's gonna get warm, obviously, because it's sitting out. Not a fan. I think you had something to say about the. Yeah, so lobbyists. we're
0: tying back into, it's not actual censorship, but it's regulation. We're talking regulation here, people. So we're drinking a beer from Wicked Weed, Asheville, North Carolina, and I have written in our show notes, good luck getting it outside of North Carolina, and here's why. There are lobbyists in Washington who work for these big beer companies, right? And they're paying all kind of money to your lawmakers that you vote into office to heavily regulate the craft beer market. So that it limits the competition. So that it limits the competition. It restricts the amount of delicious craft beer that can be distributed around the country.
1: And if you know anything about North Carolina, we have some of the best craft beer. Colorado
0: Colorado and North Carolina are probably the two biggest. California is definitely getting up there as well. Yeah. But, um, so I am encouraging you to call and to write your lawmakers telling them to stop accepting money from lobbyists from these big beer companies and stop restricting national distribution of craft beer. Even though Steven hates this one, we're lucky enough that we live in North Carolina and can get this pretty much anywhere and we can just drive over to Asheville and get it whenever we want. That's true. But for those of you outside of
1: you might not be able to try this beer unless you're in Asheville, yeah, if you love you know, milk Carolina.
0: stouts, especially milk and cookies ones that actually taste like milk and cookies, how are you gonna get it how are you gonna get it so that's that
1: that's sad, it's a really sad world
0: out there, and what
1: I want to shout out to red the color oh. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't think of the company red oak red oak Brew, red oak Brewing, which i'm I imagine that's how you learned about this. The lobbying thing?
0: No. But Obviously, I know, you know about that. But, yeah, I've known, they, have I know an, they have big signs on the Yeah. So interstate. Red Oak,
1: which is off of Highway forty, going westbound, eastbound. <laughs> Whichever way you're going. <laughs> right. Uh no, but next to their brewery brewery they have a, a large sign that's been promoting this for the past few years. So um go out there and um like Vic said, write your lawmakers, let them know. Beer's delicious and we, we have we should have the right to give it to anybody true yeah, unless they're a kid
0: <laughs> right right <laughs> you know Except what i that. mean so thanks again guys for listening to the podcast uh remember to subscribe to us on itunes so you can stay up to date with all of our content which includes the raleigh rambler comes out every sunday in addition to our usual podcasts every wednesday if you feel so inclined please rate and leave us a review as it helps to drive our exposure Don't forget to check out our website, myshotoflife.com, and give us a follow on social media, at myshotoflife on both Twitter and the Instagram. In addition to iTunes, please check out our SoundCloud and our Stitcher, where we will be posting our episodes each week. Feel free to reach out to us through our various outlets with comments and suggestions on future episode topics, as well as different drinks that we can try. Quick shout-out to the Drunken Rambler, who has provided us with another post on our website. Visit the Drunken Rambler tab at myshotoflife.com, where this week's edition is Betty Ford, a great woman. Who was in the Golden Girls. Who was not (laughs) in the Golden Girls. Who was a great woman who helped to establish uh, a center for addiction and substance abuse so go ahead read about her a little bit and how we are encouraging responsible drinking habits at the site and on the podcast
1: so yes as Vic said uh drink responsibly we appreciate you guys for listening and always remember guys drinks are better with friends